lot of you, a lot of you, your, your mom and dad dropped the ball. A lot of you, a lot of you went through a lot of some hard, hard away. Calm down, calm down. You know, you will be, you will be respectful. You will be respectful. I don't know. Relax, relax. You will be respectful. You okay? I'll let you say something, but you will be respectful. Don't grab my stuff. Welcome to the Father's Day. I'm Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. Remember that the Father's Day is now on Locals.com. So click the link in the video description to support our work. And thank y'all in advance. And you can also become a member of the Father's Day on our YouTube channel. And that will help us to support, help you. That will help us as well by supporting us in that area. I have with me Dory Love. He is a street preacher, evangelist, and founder of the Ministry of the Word. Is it the Word? The Ministry of the Word. Dory, it's all hey. about the Word. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I appreciate you coming. And so, I let appreciate me, you having me. Yes, sir. How long have you been a street preacher? Um, I've been street preaching since about 2015. And what made you decide to become a street preacher? Um, I didn't decide. God called me. One day I was reading the Bible and, and God called me to uh, street preach. And uh, from that from that calling, a series of events happened. Um, I met my mentor, David Lynn, and this series of events happened, and then here I am. It was almost like I, I Mr. Magooed my way into it. It had nothing to do with me. Amazing. And so when you say God called you to be a preach, a street preacher did you hear his voice uh yeah in no uncertain terms not a not an audible voice but kind of like him speaking to my heart and what um, did he say you're ready he said you're ready yeah and you were like no what uh, terms, he said i'm ready did you know what he was asking you if you were ready for no i had i had absolutely no, no idea what i was asking for to, to be honest um i started reading the bible cover to cover and uh, I figured that, you know, something miraculous would happen because the Bible says if you draw nine to God, he'll draw nine to you. And I got to the book of Ezekiel and I wanted a, a nice uh, I wanted I asked God before that. Can I have like, you know, like kind of like a desk job, something that's not too confrontational because I didn't really <laughs> like to. Uh, I like to live and let live. But uh, he, he had other plans for me. So when I got to the book of Ezekiel, I had like a like a lot of trepidation about confrontation and about dealing with certain things in society. And then when I got to the book of Ezekiel, that left. And then I got um, bold. And then I just heard him say, you were ready. And then I hit the streets. Amazing. And how did you know he wanted you to do it in a, on the street rather than in a building? Uh, just just how things worked out. Um, so I was just going to church and reading the Bible. And then I bumped into this dude named David Lynn. And he needed someone to stand uh, on the corner and man his booth. He had like a like a booth where he would just sit up on the corner every week and no one was there to to physically man the booth. It was just there by itself. So that's how I started. Before I would just stand by the booth, hand out tracks. Before I even started preaching, just stand by the booth, hand out tracks and kind of, um, you know, uh, uh, do one-on-ones and, and things of that nature. And and when you told this guy, David, David, right? You said David? Yeah, David. When you told David you were going to start doing the same thing, a pre- uh, street preacher, what did he say? 
Well, I didn't know I was going to street preach because I so I just for real, I was just standing on the corner like a homeless person for like six months. Just, <laughs> you know, what I mean, just standing by a book. I wake up at like 10 o'clock in the morning and stay there till 10 o'clock at night, arguing with Muslims, arguing with like uh, Jehovah Witnesses. You know, what I mean, arguing with um, uh, the, the LGBTQ, not even really arguing, just just preaching, just, you know, telling them about Jesus. And then one day he brought out a mic and a speaker and he's like, yo, you ready to preach? And I'm like, nah, I ain't ready to preach because I didn't, you know what I mean? I wasn't. And he said, he, he told me that was pride. He was like, I care what other people think. And that's the only reason why I'm not ready. So he said, you better be ready tomorrow. And so the next, uh, I went home that day, read a couple of scriptures. So I had him fresh in my head. And the next day he came back to the booth again with the speaker and the, and the microphone. And yo, I got busy. Amazing. And so what is your purpose of street preaching? What's the purpose? So the purpose is to save souls. The Bible says, right, go out into the world and uh, make disciples of all nations and preach the gospel to every creature. So, you know, I'm just trying to save souls and I'm trying to bring the end of the world. I think the world sucks. I think Earth is, is a whack place. Like you even <laughs> call it a fallen state. Yeah, it's a fallen place. It's a terrible place to live. Hall of Earth. Terrible place to live. And the only way to get rid of this place is Jesus comes back and, you know, destroys this place and create a new one. So my, my preaching is multifaceted. I want the, the world to end and I want people to be saved in the meanwhile. And so if the world should come to an end, what's going to happen to you? Uh, God willing, I'll be, I'll be a Christ. The Bible says that, you know, when, when he comes back, we're going to be, we're going to be in the clouds with him, um, judging the angels. And so are you, um, so have you saved any souls since being out there on the streets? Not personally, but yeah, there's, there's people who've been, God has saved a lot, a lot of people through, through what we do, through what I do, through the YouTube channel. Uh, yeah, through on, on the booth, like there's been Muslims that came to the booth and, you know, gave their life to, to Christ. There's been gay people that came to the booth, gave their life to Christ. A lot of people online gave their lives to Christ through the uh, through the YouTube channel or, or even through email sometimes. So, yeah, God, God is, uh, through his mercy, has made me very effective in what I do. I noticed that I watched some of your videos there and I noticed that when you're out there uh, preaching, all the devil... And his people come around you. They're like, it's like a magnet. They don't like what you're saying, but they won't stay away. It's like they have to come around and argue with you. They just can't walk away. No, nah, they won't. So the thing is, they're evil, and they know they're evil. The Bible says they know they're evil. They're just suppressing the truth and unrighteousness. And nowadays, everyone, like, you know, validates evil. And so they get, they're, they're like, they're perplexed. They're like, yo, why are you not validating my sin? Why are you not validating my homosexuality? Why are you not validating Muslims? And so what they want to do is they want to argue, hoping that I, I would like succumb and, and validate them like these weak churches do and like people that that claim to love God do. Yeah. And it, when it doesn't happen, it turns into like a, an argument on their part. To me, I'm just preaching the gospel. You know what I mean? But they start arguing. Um, in, in my opinion, there's nothing to argue about. I have the truth. So I'm just trying to uh, make them see the truth. You know what I mean? What do you I, I noticed that? Um a lot of those people, some of those people be trying to take your mic away so they can talk on it, but you won't give it to them. And then they mm -hmm. try to hold on to it anyway. Why? And why do you think they try to hold on to it anyway, even when you say no? Because they're, they're, uh, they're unruly heathens. You know what I mean? <laughs> they don't have any home training. Maybe they didn't have a, a good mom and father to teach them how to act uh, um presentable in public you know what i mean that they're, they're cuz the thing is i i i i could have come out there with a megaphone but i come out there with a mic on purpose so i could i want them to talk so people could see how silly their positions are like right. that's how i look at it right the more they talk the more they reveal how silly their positions are 
and they'll see, okay, this dude must be in the truth because this dude's talking nonsense. And so every single time when you go against me, you're going to lose because I stand on the Bible and the Bible is the truth. So when you, so eventually you're going to run into a, a wall of nonsense. And I think once they hit that wall of nonsense, it gets them upset. So what are they going to do now? Resort to violence, take the mic, kick the speaker, throw, throw a soda or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's amazing what comes out of them, too. Some of the things they do right there in front of you and some of the things they say. And it's interesting that they can't see what they're doing is evil. Even though it's out in the public, it's nasty. And they just really, 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 it's crazy to see that. Yeah, I mean, hopefully they see it on the replay. That's why, you know, a lot of times I let them know, you know, watch the videos. So hopefully they see it on the replay and they see how silly they look. Yeah. you know, maybe they don't either because look, they're, they're like they're validated everywhere. Because a lot of people, a lot of times, I could be preaching about sunshine and rainbows, and someone's gonna come and say, "What about the LGBTQ?" No matter what I talk about, yeah. everyone wants to bring up the gay thing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's like um, they they've been like so like they've been elevated above. You know what I mean? Every other sector of the community and society. That I think when they when they see someone that doesn't sugarcoat, like I don't sugarcoat anything. You know yeah. what I mean? If if Gay people don't repent. They're going to die and go to hell. And it's a disgusting lifestyle. Um, it leads to death. It leads to disease. Um, you know what I mean? When, when, oh, when, when, uh, uh, gay people get older, they got to wear like the pants and diapers. It leads to like anal leakage. Like it's, it's, it's a disgusting thing. And God calls it abomination. So rather than play around and say, oh, you know, God does love them. I say, yeah, God loves you. But I also say like, you know, what I mean? if you continue in this lifestyle, this is where you're going to end up. And I think it, it, you know, I'm, I was born in the seventies, right? So, I think my old school approach um, kind of like jars them away because they're, they're probably used to people like giving them a pill with uh, sugar. I don't give them any sugar. I give them some water and a pill and, and <laughs> say, swallow that. You know what I'm saying? Do you love the Muslim? I noticed that the Muslim argue with you a lot, too. Do you love the Muslims? Yeah. So I, I love I love the Muslim people, but I don't love Islam. I think Islam is of Satan. I think it's whack. It's of the devil. Uh, there's no there's no hope or salvation in it. But Muslims are cool, you know what I mean? And what is it about Islam that you think is of the devil? Uh, the main thing is Sharia law. Like, you know what I mean? Uh. There's so many things in the, like there's so many things in the Quran that validates like a t- terrorist activity. That's why the, the people that read the Quran, the the extremists, they they end up going down that line. There's so much in the Quran that says that Christians are whack, the God of the Bible is whack. You know what I mean? There's like there's so many there's so many there's so much things in the Quran and in Islam that's that's anti-human. Um, you know what I'm saying? You you rather get down with us or get out of here. And then they're even allowed to lie, right? And they're and they're allowed to uh, act a certain way until they grow in numbers, yeah. and then they can like you know what I mean start start trying to take over communities. Let's look at like the no-go zones in London and, and things like that. Like that's that's what their book does, and that's why I'm like, nah, bro, that's a that's not that's that's of Satan. Um, are you concerned that they will try to hurt you since you speak out against their, their little religion? Nah, Earth is garbage, Jesse. So you know what I mean. To die is gain. This place is whack. Look, 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 look around. Yo, they got they got naked they got naked men in g strings dancing in front of babies. Like that's where we live. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They got they got people, uh, grown men with with mustaches and beards saying, "Oh, I'm a woman." And then, and then, like going swimming and, and hitting weights and beating women in their own contests, you know, <laughs> or, or going to read books to children who don't know any better. Now this place is whack. So you know, what I mean, at the end of the day, uh, the only way to get to heaven is to die. So they'll, you know, what I mean, they'll be doing me a favor. <laughs> <laughs> what 
<laughs> Do you believe that human beings are in a fallen state? Absolutely, 100%. And what is the fallen state exactly? I think that we all are sin. I think sin, basically the, the sin of Adam and Eve has stained society and we've fallen away from God. We, we, there was a time when we had communion and union with God and we've fallen, we fallen away from God and now we're in that fallen state. And I believe the only way to be reconciled back to God is through Christ Jesus. And have you returned to the Father? Of course. Um, and how do you know you have returned to God, to the Father? Because I don't have any anger and I forgive everybody. Nice. So you have no, you never get angry? <laughs> nah, I used to, but not, not anymore. You know what I've noticed is like um, the, the calmer you are, the more the other person gets angry. Yeah. If the other person's like, ah, oh, I hate you, blah, 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 blah. And you're like, oh, man, you know, why are you acting like that? It makes them look silly, and they get even more angry. Yeah. And I like that approach better. So did you go and forgive your mother? Yeah, definitely. And how did that go? Uh, she didn't forgive me, but I forgive her. <laughs> my mom. So my mom don't like me that much because I because I, I used to smoke weed with her. I used to drink with her. We used to hang out and party. And then wow. when I started rocking with God, we don't do that no more. And so, you know, she, she feels a, a certain type of way about that. But I pray for her, you know what I mean? Yeah. I hope that, that God saves her soul. And how about your father? Yeah, my dad, we were always cool. I never, me and my dad had a good relationship. Like a lot of a lot of people, especially you know, in the States, we grew up without our dads, but um he wasn't he was like, you know, he liked crack and all that. But other than that, he was a good he was a good dad. You know what I mean? Yeah. So me and my dad had had a had a really good relationship. I I actually every time I would get in trouble, right? The the that's how that's how I learned the Bible. My dad would make me read the Bible. Like he wouldn't really whip me or, or, or spank me too much, but he made me rem memorize Bible verses, and I couldn't go outside till I memorized those verses. So in hindsight, I always looked like that set me on my journey, you know what I mean? So I got mad love for my dad. He's not here no more, but I got mad love for him. Nice. You have brothers and sisters? Yeah, I got two older sisters. And are you close to them? Nah, not really. Oh. <laughs> now, ever since I started street preaching, man, People don't people don't rock with me no more because everyone is like down with that LGBTQ. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're like, oh, they don't have a choice. And how could you say this about them? How can you say that about them? And so I, I speak the same way to my sisters that I do to them. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's gross. It's disgusting. And then I'll tell them like certain things like God calls it an abomination. And so, you know, that that don't that doesn't go over well at our Christmas and Thanksgiving dinners. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> um. Um. I noticed that, uh, oh, let me ask you this, ask this, uh, is it against the law to do street preaching in Canada? It's getting that way. It's, it's getting there. Um, so it's not against the law yet, but you know, they, so matter of fact, um, the, the first time you, you, I was on your show back, back, uh, uh like a couple of years ago, cause I ran into a, uh, a drag queen story time and you did a quick segment on me. So ever since I did that, now they've passed laws, and they, I guess they're called safe space laws, where like if there's a if there's a gay party, you can't preach like within fifty meters or right. or whatever, yeah. or if it's some sort of gay event at a library, you can't like you know what I mean preaching like fifty however many hundred feet, or they'll start arresting you. So they did that. Like I've noticed, like other other preachers started going to uh, those events out here in Canada, and they're getting arrested for it. So they did start passing laws, and then. It's only I, I think it's only a matter of time, especially in Canada, right? Because we don't got like we don't got like it's not like the the home of the free in Atlanta, the brave. <laughs> like you know, what I mean, it's it's a weird place when it comes to laws. So it's like Canada has like a knee jerk reaction, right? So someone gets 
someone gets shot by a gun and the next day all guns are banned. Like, like there's no, I don't know how, how they do that so quick, but there's no like checks and balances. Like we have, like in the States, you got Congress and you got all these different checks. You got Democrats, you got Republicans, you got all these different checks and balances to stop these things from happening. In Canada, you know what I mean? One thing can happen on Monday and then the laws changed on Tuesday. So the, the way it's going, it seems like, you know what I mean? Eventually they're going to try to pass a law where um, basically you can't, you can't, because they already have like a law similar to that. Like you, you, you don't, they don't want it. You can't. It's almost illegal to misgender, mis, misgender someone, even though there's only two gender. So the way I see it going, you know, eventually they're going to try to get us off the street. What? Uh, um, are you willing to go to jail for your ministry? Yeah, I've already been to jail. I got I got locked up uh, a couple years ago in Vancouver, and I, I every every gay event. I, I get arrested, but it's a catch and release, like I'm some sort of fish. You know what I mean? They'll catch me for a minute. They'll take me to the car and let me go. You know what I mean? But yeah, so I've I've, I've been so like it's crazy, right? Because I don't I don't I don't break the law. I don't get in trouble. But yeah, since I started preaching, I've been I spent overnight in jail. I've been in jail for twelve hours, or I'm sitting in the back of the paddy wagon, or or they'll or they'll take me and move me to a different location. You know what I mean? And say you know don't come back. Wow. Are you were you born over there in Canada? Yeah, so I was born in Vancouver, but I was raised in California, and I moved back here like like uh, in 2010. Really? But uh, but but I went. To, I was I was educated in, in California, and I was educated in uh, in Las Vegas. The uh, my ex producer, the Anchor Baby, he is from Canada. Hmm. You know who the Anchor so Baby is? No, what's the Anchor Baby? Uh, Nick. Nick, Nick, Nick used to be my producer, and now he does his own show on my network. And he yeah. he is an anchor baby. Uh, an anchor baby is when the mama get pregnant over her country, and just when oh, okay. the baby is about to be, come out, she jump over to our country and let the baby fall on the ground, and she become a citizen. So she become a citizen. <laughs> so look, I'm the opposite of anchor baby. <laughs> my mom, um, when uh, when I was being born, there was a draft in 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 in, um, in America. So they, so she drove to Seattle, and it's like around nine months when her water broke. She drove across the border, so I would be born in Canada. Wow. You know what I mean? Other than that, I'd be American. Really? I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Before I thought it was a good thing. Now I'm starting to think, yo, it's a bad thing. Yeah, because America and I'm Canada are almost just alike now. Yeah. What happens in Canada seems to happen in America. Who do you think is worse, Joe Biden or Justin Trudeau? Just, wow. His name Justin or Justin? Justin Trudeau. Justin, Justin, because B- Joe Biden don't even know he's alive. Like he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't even know where he's at half the time. Justin's like consciously doing what he's doing. I think Joe Biden just get a couple of notes and he just reads the notes and say, "Okay, I'll do it." Like I don't even, I don't even think Joe Biden even knows he's Joe Biden. You understand? So, yeah. So yeah, amazing. And then it's it's worse because at least Joe Biden he got like four years, eight at the most, and we can get him out of here. Like the way where things work out here, this dude's been in office since I moved out here. You know what I mean? I moved out here like in what, 2010. It's oh, it's wow. that's 13 years this dude's still been in there. So it's like I don't know how wow. it works, but he needs So y'all can't vote him out. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't I've never saw I have never Canadian politics are boring. And so I never really got into them. I I don't even know how he stays in office so long. I know I know around the COVID time, he was he like I guess he called some sort of election. To make his, because uh, that was the best time to call it to make sure he could stay in there longer. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, all I know is I've been here for a long time. When I came here, Stephen Harper 
was the uh, 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 so-called so conservative. He was the, the prime minister for like the first year or two. And then ever since then, it's been Justin. So I don't know how it works, but that dude's, he's still around. You know what I mean? He, he needs to go, but he's still around. Amazing. What part of Canada are you from, Nick? Toronto. Oh, Nick is from Toronto. Same. Yeah, that's 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 where that's where I uh, that's where my ministry is located in Toronto. Oh, okay. Let me ask. Um, speaking of Jesus, is Jesus the Son of God or God? Uh, Jesus is the Son of God and God. And what do you mean? How he, he's the Son and God? What do you mean by that? So any so because uh, I believe that Jesus is the second member of the Trinity. And I also believe that Jesus always existed. The Bible teaches that Jesus created everything. So if he created everything, that means he already existed. The only person to always exist is God. So by default, that makes him God. And so you said that Jesus created everything? Yeah. So the Bible says that in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. Everything was made by him. Everything was made through him. Everything. Uh, another another verse in, in Colossians says that um, he created everything, all principalities, everything visible and invisible. And so all things were created by God, right? Correct. And so did God create Jesus? No, so I think Jesus always just Jesus just always existed. Jesus is is part of the Godhead. So the Godhead consists of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Why do and you think Jesus are eternally one? Why do you think Jesus never said he was God? Well, he did say he was God. Um, there was a there was a time where the where the apostles said to him, they're like, um, Lord and Master, and he's like, and Jesus responded by, uh, "You do well by calling me Lord, or you do well by calling me Master." There's also a verse in uh, Revelation where he says that I am the beginning, the end, the Alpha, the Omega, the Almighty. Um, so he 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 refers to himself as God uh, multiple times. It's just, um, I think people, it's hard to understand because he came down as a man. And so I think a lot of people, um, and I don't do this, but I think a lot of people deny his humanity for his divinity. But it's, it's his humanity that makes him relatable. And that's how I look at it. Uh, but he, whenever he spoke of himself, he said that I'm the son. My father sent Correct. me. I, and Correct. I remember one day call him good. Uh, mm. And he's like, why you call me good? No man is good. Uh, and when he was trying to pray, he wanted to know the Father's will. He would leave the people and go off and, and pray to the Father to know his will. And if he were God, why would he have to go off to pray to God to know God's will? Good question. So in his humanity, I think he was totally relying on the Father because he, uh, the Bible says that he emptied himself and made himself of no reputation. But you said something like this. You said that he was sent. Where was he sent from? He was, I said he was sent. Yeah, because you said, right? You said the father sent him. So where did the father send him from? He sent him from the father in heaven. And amen. he went back so, to the father once the job was done. Yeah, amen. So that's why. And so if he, so he God, if he were God, and right now he's sitting at the right hand of the father. If he were yeah. God, why is he, how can he sit at his own right hand? So the right. So do you believe God has hands? No, mean on the right side. Yeah. So so it's symbolic, right? If God doesn't have hands, that means it's symbolic. He's sitting at the right hand, meaning he's sitting at the right at, at the but power, mean, but, the power but, angle of God. But meaning. But let that me ask he, you a question. If he if he was sent, where, if he was sent from heaven, that means he always existed, right? Right. He always existed, but he he was created by God, and God 
always existed too. Just as when we know that we are, when we are born again of the Father, mm-hmm. we always exist too because we are the image of God. We're created in the image of God. So our true self never die. It's only the fake self that dies to those who do die. So how, how did we exist before we came out the womb? How, how, in, what, in what aspect did we exist? As a thought? Uh, as a, as God thought, not our thought, but as his idea and thoughts, not our own. So, so you're saying that Jesus was, was, was a thought of God before he came to earth? Yes. Okay. But then you also said that Jesus existed, right? But um, you said Jesus always existed, but he, he didn't exist at the same right. time. Okay. But let me ask. So, um, yeah. So he's sitting now, at, he said to, he was going back to the father and he would be sitting at the right hand of the Father, right side of the Father, right hand, whatever the Bible said. Why would he say, I'm going back to the Father, rather than just say, I'm going home now, and I'll see y'all later? That's what he said. No, he didn't. <laughs> That's what he said. So look, if, if, if it's almost like Jesus, like, so earth is the college, and Jesus went back home. He went back to move back with his dad. That's what he did when he left earth. <laughs> How about He's like, when, I'm leaving college. How about when? Home, he, how about when uh, he said, uh, oh, the people were worshiping him for the great works that he was done, doing? Mm-hmm. And he said, don't worship me. It's not me. It's the Father in me that's doing this work. And greater work shall you do. Was he saying we can do greater works than God? Heck no, he wasn't saying that. And I so when that- he said, greater, my Father had me doing this work, and greater yeah. work shall you do, so don't be worshiping me. Was he talking about wait, himself, wait, or was part? he talking about you threw that God? Part in there, the, the, the "Don't worship me" part. That you threw that in there. He doesn't. He doesn't say that. He says that. Um, he says that you. He says I. The, he says the Father caused him to do great works, and will do greater works. And he says he do nothing of himself. But he never said, "Don't worship me." Yeah, that, he said that's just the that's the, the the gospel of Jesse. You no, he said, "No, why do you worship me?" Something like that, right? I'm not yeah. like a Bible thumper, but something like that. And he said that greater works shall we do. Is he was he saying we were going to do greater works than God? No, what he was saying. So the the Jews was accusing him in that in that verse. The Jews were accusing him of acting independent of the Father, and that's why he says that I don't do nothing independent of my Father. I don't do nothing um, except for what I see my Father do. Because he was explaining to them in their in their verbiage or their vernacular that I'm not working independent of the Father. Everything that I see him do, I'm doing it. Um, whatever his will is. Is is my will, and the greater things is because Jesus was only here for three years, and he had twelve disciples. So his disciples actually made more disciples than Jesus did, and that's what he means by greater things. Because now there's billions and billions, or millions of Christians, while while when Jesus left, there was probably a couple of thousands. So I think that's what he meant by greater things. He wasn't saying that we're going to do greater miracles. We're not greater than God. We can't do any any. We can't be better than God. I just think that that was the context of what he meant. That we'll spread his message. To a, on a, on a, a greater scale. Does it con- does it con- does it concern you that he kept mentioning his father, and that maybe he is not God, or have you totally accepted that he is God? Since he talked yeah, about so his father believe- a lot, but he but human beings, Bible people say that he's he is God, but he talked about his father, and his father sent him. He and his father one. Uh, are you concerned that maybe Jesus is the son and not the father? Or are you totally so I convinced? Think both, I think. Are you totally convinced he's God? 
Yeah, so I think he's I think he's both. I think he's the son and I think that he's God. So when I first started preaching, I didn't believe Jesus was God. And everyone would tell me he was God and I would just stay quiet. I thought that, you know, what I mean, they, they've been Christian longer than me. So perhaps they're right. Um, only reason why I started thinking with Jesus was God is because in the book of John, it says that um, if a man loves God uh, or uh, if a man loves the father, um, then we will come. Or if the man loves God, then he will love me also. And we will come and sup with him. So it's like, well, we will come. Oh, no, we will make our, our abode with him. So I'm like, he says we and he says are. So my thing was at the time I didn't think Jesus was God. So I'm like, if God, if if, if the Bible is saying we and are, that's two people. That's that's more. That's a multiplicity of, of beings. And so then I was thinking, well, if that's true, that means the Bible is wrong because that means the Bible the, the Bible is a polytheist it's a polytheist a polytheist book, and I didn't believe that. And so I, I was trying to reconcile. Well, why did Jesus say we and are um, if 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 um, if he's not God? And so the only way to reconcile that. From my understanding, is the Trinitarian the way the Trinitarian um, doctrine explains it is that they're three, but they're one. Because other than that, you know, it's just it's chaos. Like it, it doesn't make sense with with uh, it doesn't make sense any other way. Because what does he mean by we and are? What does he mean by we're one? Or what does he mean by um, like in the beginning was the word? And the word. There's so many scriptures in John that speak to his divinity that. Yeah, the only way to make sense of that is is right now is the Trinitarian understanding. And so that's why I started believing he was God, because he said it himself in the book of John. And so now you are convinced that he is God? Correct. Oh, okay. Only by the Spirit can you say Jesus is Lord, right? How many lords do we have? Amazing. I want to ask, ask, um, <laughs> in Canada, oh, let me ask, do you believe a woman should that God would call a woman to preach? No, God doesn't call women to preach. God doesn't call women to teach men. God doesn't call uh, women to usurp authority over men. God doesn't call women to be bishops. God doesn't call women to be pastors. Um, women uh, can teach other women. But I think, and to be honest, um, letting women um, in positions of power in the church, I think, open the door for, um, for, for letting gay people in the church. Because I mean, if you if as soon as you comp compromise a little, compromise a lot, yeah. you know. Yeah. And so the God has an order, and I think that when that order was disrupted, because the Bible even says that the woman was the one that was deceived. Adam wasn't deceived. He yeah. said that Adam hearkened into the voice of his wife, so the woman was deceived. And so you know, part of her punishment for being deceived is she can't lead now. You know what I mean? And so I think that um, yeah, they just have to accept that. You know, what I mean, we got punishment too. We got to work by the sweat of our brow. So. I think everyone, if, if that's the way God designed it, that's the way it should be. And we should just be cool with it. Yeah. Are you married? No, divorced. Oh, you have children? Yeah. You have children? Yeah, four girls. But you made no boys? <laughs> no boys. But uh, why you make a boys first, man? What the? Because I think that I think that the woman I was with was was of Satan. So God was like, I don't want you to have any satanic boys. <laughs> God spared me. Hey yo, she would have took my sons from me too, you know what I mean? No, God was like, No, I got your back. <laughs> That's amazing, man. So <laughs> let me ask you, what's wrong with the blacks? Uh, which ones? The blacks in America, the blacks in Canada, the blacks in Africa, which ones? All of them. Man, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things wrong with the black community. Um, 
one of the major things is that they don't they look they look to human beings rather than God. Like I was thinking about black the black power movement, the uh, Malcolm X movement, right? The only movement that ever uh, worked out was the movement that had God involved in it. Like yeah. even if it was loosely based in God, like nonviolent, right? Those movements worked out better than the other movements because at least they tried to root their movement in God. Like if the Black Panthers would have asked God what to do, maybe they, it would have worked out. If the Nation of Islam would ask God what to do and not Allah, maybe it would have worked out. But we never asked God what to do. We asked, uh, who's that dude's name? Jesse, the other dude, Jesse uh, yes. Jackson. Yeah, or that other dude that used to be fat and now he's skinny and got like all this wrinkles on his neck now. Oh, Al, Al Sharpton. Yeah, we always go to these cats. Like every time something happened or that or that one black dude, that one black bald dude that every time someone gets shot, you know what I mean? He's like he's like, "Oh, I'm I'm going to defend them." Like we or Johnny Cochran. Like we always go to these men to yeah. help us out, right? Yeah. They don't know any better than we do. Yeah. So I think that's that's the major problem is like we're godless, you know what I mean? We we look towards we look towards anything but God. Like we'll look for Lord like Umar Johnson or like anybody, bro, like anybody but God. Except it's almost God. like anybody but God. Yeah. And that's why we're in this state. Even even the uh so-called civil rights movement was a uh a mess. That wasn't from God either, because the blacks have not returned. They have never came since the civil rights movement, they have only gotten worse, they have not gotten better. And that whole movement was about socialism. It wasn't about setting the people free or uniting them as one under God. It was about controlling them. Yeah, and it's and you still you see the effects of it today now. Yeah. Anytime, so they'll put a leader, and whatever that leader say, we do it, or people do what he says, and that yeah. and that just like they did. That's the same thing they kind of did on the plantations. They they just put one person up, and and everyone, and it's almost like like a rapper, right? Yeah, they'll put a rapper up there. Like, who cares if something happens in the community? Who cares what Ludacris has to say about it? But they'll be like, yo, Ludacris is online. Like, Ludacris said this about that. Like, who cares? Ludacris, like, is poisoning the community, too. Like, you know what I mean? It, all, Rick Roth, all these, like, dirty rappers, all they talk about is drugs and sex and fornication and alcohol. Like, they destroy the community, too. But that's exactly what they'll do. And this is another thing they do. They, they make us think that all we can do is be athletes, entertainers, or uh, or uh, or singers or something. Yeah. And so then everyone in the community strives to be. Oh, I can't wait to get older so I could be an entertainer or I could be play or I could shoot a hoop. Like it's <laughs> we have no value in other areas. Yeah. You know what I mean? And in other areas, those are the ones that move the world. Those people who make laws. Uh, those are the people that make uh, that that change that that just to change society, change communities. Um, actors and athletes, they're they're controlled just like just like you were saying about the the um, the the. Uh, the civil rights movement, they, they'll put people in control or they'll put people in front of us, but those people are controlled. So they, they they want us to think like them rather than be free thinkers. Yeah. Because everyone thought outside the box and thought for themselves that I believe that we have more of an entrepreneurial spirit. Like they put us in school and they teach us like to work for like three or four dollars an hour, 15 dollars an hour. That's why. Like if I gave you a <laughs> shovel right now and I'm like, yo, Jesse. Go go dig a hole for an hour. I'll give you fifteen bucks. You wouldn't do it, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but people go flip burgers for fifteen bucks. People go to like um, you know do construction for fifteen bucks. I think that's that's whack, bro. That's just whack. And I think all that is part of that is because we don't think for ourselves, you know. Yeah. What I mean? And it all starts because God makes you a free thinker. You think outside the box. God always thinks outside the box. So that's that's the major problem, man. You know. Before the civil rights movement. Blacks, for the most part, used to think for themselves. They did for themselves. They thought for themselves. 
That's why the older blacks, they rejected, for the most part, the civil rights movement. And they would tell us not to be a part of that mess and that you can do for yourself. And they knew it was a battle between good and evil. And it wasn't about race or racism. It was about there are people who are serving God. There's those who are serving the devil. And they come in all color, male and female. But that changed when Martin Luther King and others came about. And the blacks were freer then. They did for themselves. They had businesses. They bought land, all kinds of things. And But that changed once the so-called movement, civil rights movement happened. Yeah, the uh, the first time I heard you say that, I was younger. So I'm like, yo, this dude's crazy, bro. What are you talking about? Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Because TV poisoned you and you'd be thinking like, nah. But then the more I thought about it, yeah, that's true. And then the more you look into it, it's true. Because look, the Jewish people, right, were under bondage to the Germans. And then the Germans, and then when the Germans, you know, got, got wiped out, they got their own state. You know what I'm saying? They got their own country. Uh, it seems like black people want a piece of what the white man got rather than just get, get their own thing. Like, yeah. You, know, you can't you can just get your own thing. Like, yeah. why you want some of that? Like, oh, validate me. Like, you know what I mean? Let me, let me, let me be in your Oscars. Let me be in your Grammys. Like, why? Make your own Grammys. It's <laughs> like 70% of the NBA is black, right? And the owners are like 2% and they run everything. Why you just don't make your own NBA? I've always thought that. Like, I don't understand these dudes. Like, you guys have, you guys have money. You, you, you look around, everyone's black except for the people running stuff. That would bother me. I'd be like, yo, we need to get together and make our own thing. But then, you know what I mean? It, that also takes a certain mindset. And it so, does. You know what I mean? It does. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I noticed that they don't, for some reason, they don't know that they can do it. If, if one man can do and be free and do his thing, so can I. What's wrong with True. me that I can't just do my own thing, too? True. What, uh, is there a difference between the blacks in Canada and the blacks here in America? Yeah, so the blacks in Canada are more, um, so the black people in Canada are more cultured, I guess you could say, like, because they're from, they're rather from the Caribbean, they're from Africa, or they're from, uh, you know, Jamaica, and they, they kind of think different, like, the the black people in America think totally different from every black person everywhere you go. <laughs> um, even, like, if you ask an African, they're like, I am not black, I am African, I am not black. I am Ethiopian. I am not, you know what I mean? They, they identify with their ethnic group or, or their or their tribe or whatever country they come from. We identify with L.A. Like, oh, I'm L.A. Yo, every when I leave America, I don't see other black people. Like, you know, I see a few scattered here and there, and, and they kind of, like, got their mind right. But we're, like, because I was raised in the hood, too. In the hood, they teach you, yo, bro, just represent Compton. And then your whole life, you got 50-year-old men talking about I'm from Compton, you know what I mean? <laughs> never left, never left Compton. Never never even been to, like, San Bernardino. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, when you leave there, there's the other other, other black people, they know they, they're more culture because they haven't been institutionalized by thinking, like, you know, it's all about L.A. or it's all about Compton or it's all about whatever whatever hood or, or, or street you came from that you don't own. You know, what I mean, you have you have no investment there. And so even in, even in Africa, in Africa, they're taught to buy land like you, you get to a certain age and, and they you buy a plot of land. You get a cow, you get a, a pig and you start, you know, building from there. So, yeah. So like the black people out, the, the, the black people in Canada are kind of like that. But because um, America are, is so good at exporting the uh, black culture. People try to be like black people, like the black, uh, the black, the segment of black people that are in the hood. Like they try to rap. They try to do drill rap. They try to shoot each other for no apparent reason. Like there's no Bloods and Crips. We don't have a history of Bloods and Crips in, 
in Canada where people watch TV like, yo, I'm a crip now. You know what I mean? So th- there's there's some knuckleheads that that uh, try to uh, emulate what they see on TV. But a lot, uh, most of the black people, once you leave the hood and once you leave America, they're cultured and they identify with whatever country or tribe they're from. Amazing. So the blacks in Canada don't believe that racism exists? Yeah, of course they do. They believe racism exists? Yeah, that's another thing. So look, the, the other day there was like a... so. There was like a black light. So cops don't like whatever you whatever you feel about police. I got love for the police, right? Me too. But okay, cool. But whatever you think about, like if they're shooting people or not or whatever, they don't. That doesn't happen in Canada, right? But but we got black we got Black Lives Matter for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's just like yo, they just watch TV and like yo, we want that too. We're gonna do that too. And, and so, but so the race. The, the, this is what they. This is what they say in Canada. They say the racism is more. It's subtle, like um, because Canadians are nice, they're kind. So it's more subtle, like you know. what I mean, I don't. I don't. I can't really explain how it is because I've never. I've really never dealt with that, really. Because yeah. you know, what I mean, I've always kind of, like the cops always been cool with me. Like as long as I'm cool with them, they've been cool with me. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I if I if I said hello, how you doing? And I use my. Uh, if I used the words that I learned in school rather than the words that I learned in the hood, I always had a cool life. You know what I mean? I never, I never, only time when I, there was a brief time when I, when I was like, you know, when I want to be a rapper. And that's when you kind of, you kind of see resistance because no, no one wants to be around people like that. You know what I mean? But nah, I mean, I mean, as far as racism is, is in personally, because race, the word racist means, right, that someone thinks that they're superior to me. I've never felt like anyone. Except for God was yeah. superior to me. I never felt a white person was superior to a Chinese person was superior. So the actual meaning of the word means that someone believes that they're superior. You can believe what you want. How? Cause how does that affect me? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So let me ask. Ask. Um, do you are you more conservative or liberal in the way you vote and and all that? Extremely conservative. Hundred percent conservative. Yeah, conservative. Were you liberal at any point? Yeah, when I was on welfare. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, Clinton, give me that check. <laughs> but when you get older, right, and you start working for yourself and you and you want to break away from the nine to five, you realize like, yo, these people are smart. Even Trump was smart. He was like, yo, it it almost makes sense. If you work to a certain level, you should get tax cuts. You work yourself. Yeah. You work to, to get to a certain place. Yeah. You know what I mean? There, there's certain benefits that come in all aspects of life. So why would she get? Why would she, why would she we get upset when you get a certain status or a certain financial freedom that there's also benefits with that? Like you know what I mean? It's it's just that's it's a weird type of thinking when people yeah. think like that because they believe we I can't make it there, so I want to penalize you. Or I want to be angry at you because I can't see myself. In your position. That's deep. So you mentioned the Great White Hope. Mm. What's your, you know who the Great White Hope is? Of course, I watch your show, bro. <laughs> Donald Trump. That's right. <laughs> what's your, what's your, oh, oh, hold on. He want to say hi to you. We are transferring power from Washington, D.C. and giving it back to you, the people. <laughs> Amazing. He wanted right, to say uh, hello Mr. to President. you. He wants you to know he respects you as well. Uh, thank you, Mr. Trump. <laughs> um, you funny, Jesse. <laughs> Yo, I used to watch you back in the day, bro. Like you have you have like stuff on, on YouTube from like the seventies and eighties where like you're young and you got like, you know what I mean, your beard going on and you're and you're still talking the same the same type of, of lingo where you're like, 
you had an interview with some lady and you're like with some lady and her husband, and she was trying to convince you that she could be a pastor. She was trying to convince you that that, that she that, that she was called to be a pastor. And the more she talked, the more silly she sounded. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, bro, because I, I just started watching you like maybe a few years ago. And so when you when you go when I watch you further back, I'm like, yo, bro, I thought it was just like a some sort of gimmick. But I'm like, you've been like this for a while. So I'm like, this is who you are. <laughs> Uh, so that's what's up, bro. I respect that. I respect that. Right on. So <laughs> what is a man? A man is someone. A man is someone that has a penis. <laughs> a woman has vagina. Men have a penis. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. So let me ask. <laughs> Do you believe that... Uh, those men that dresses and think that they're women, should they be allowed to play in women's sport? No, heck no. They, they shouldn't even be allowed in public. And that's that's a mental <laughs> disorder. Back in the day, we used to put those people in like um, those those rooms with the jackets and the pads. Right. And I mean, they shouldn't even be around society. That's just like a. They're just like you know crazy people, just like Dahmers and Ted Bundy's and them. They're, they're crazy. They're and just so, like them. They need to be separated from society and get their mind right, and then come on back later. And so do you do you believe that women should be allowed to play in men's sports? Wow, that's a great question. If they're okay, look, like a real woman? Yeah, a real woman should be allowed to play in men's sport. Yeah, I because mean, so those are real woman, males just because they have on a dress. It doesn't mean that they're not males. So Yeah, but they got an unfair advantage because men, right. men are men are physically are physically. Right, you're right about that. So should yeah. I, I agree. But should women yeah. be allowed to play in men's sport? Real women. If they're good enough. Yeah, if it's not like some political or social or social ideology, if they're good enough. Like if someone if a woman can ball like LeBron James, she be she because it's capitalism. She should be able to capitalize on her talent and go get that NBA money rather than that WNBA money. You know what I mean? That's how I look at it. So if a woman should should be allowed to play in men's sport, why shouldn't a man, even though they have on dresses, they think they're a woman, and we know they're not, but why shouldn't they be allowed to play in women's sport if the woman can play in the men's sport? It's because the same so, thing. No, it's not the same thing. A woman, you've it's never still seen a woman. A male, you know why you've never seen a woman it, in the NBA? It's still a male... Not, it's still a male in the women's sport, just like it would be a women, women, a women playing in male sport. What's the difference? Yeah, but they have a sort of a man has an unfair advantage. Like right. If, so why should Mike a woman Tyson be allowed to, to play in the right sport? He could come back and he'd be the, he'd be the, the world the heavyweight boxing champion of the woman league. The if Ali if if is uh, Layla Ali put on gloves and, and tried to fight Mike Tyson right now, she get knocked out. So, so why it, should they be allowed to play in women in men's sports since they know they're not they are not compatible to a man? Yeah, so only that's what I'm saying. If okay, look, hypothetically speaking, because this will never happen. But hypothetically speaking, if a woman got good enough to play in a man's sport, why not let her play in a man's sport? So then what why would those good enough women be complaining that men are playing in their sport? Why can't you just knock out those men too, if they're good enough? Because they're not good enough. A woman, and, and so um, a woman is not good enough to play. So a woman is not good enough to play in a man's sport. If they're not no. good enough, they're not good enough either way. Correct. Yeah, they're not. But I'm saying, so I'm, I'm hypothetically speaking, if they were, if they ever did get good enough, they should be able to get in. Because I'm looking at it as, as far as you don't get that much money in the WNBA. So if, if there was a, if there was a, a woman. 
that was so good that she could play in the NBA, she should be able to capitalize because America is, is a capitalist society. She, she should be able to capitalize on that talent and get NBA money and support her family. But that would never happen. But why should those men in dresses be able to capitalize on the women's sports then? Okay. This is, uh, okay. No, okay, a woman should, can play a man's sport and still say that she's a woman. These men are saying that they're women. I know, but we That's still different. know that they're men, though. But if it's good for we the goose, that. if it's good for the goose, why is it not good for the gander? Okay, look, same thing. So if a woman claims to be a man, she shouldn't be able to stay. She shouldn't be able to to play a man's sport. Oh, so let's do it this way then. Let's say the man in the dress don't claim to be a woman, but he want to play a women's sport. Should he be allowed to? Nah. Why not? Because in in society, we have double standards, and, and that's okay. So that's a double, that's a, one of the double standards uh, that's okay. That's, should you we, know what I'm saying? That's a, oh, what, Bill? <laughs> think about that, though. Smoke on it. Okay, I'll think about it. I don't think that women should play in men's sport because the fact is a woman is not stronger than a man. And so in order for the women to play in men's sport, the man got to have to weaken himself. He can't boss as harder. When they do the judo stuff, he can't throw that woman down and smack you in the face like he could a man. So the only reason a woman would be able to play in men's sport, the man would have to weaken himself. And then... Okay, uh, so how about this then? What about what about a non-contact sport? So like a woman... Well, just like... So I've always... Because I only watch basketball. I don't really watch any other sport. So like a woman... And a man should never fight. Like, a, a woman would get dusted every time. But if a woman can shoot a better jump shot, why not? But but a woman can't shoot a better jump shot than a man. She can shoot she can. a And so she can shoot a better jump shot than, a, than a, a, a woman, another woman, but not better than a man. And plus, when True. you play basketball, you can push it down, too. Because they do push each other down. And elbow her, yeah. you, you might give her cancer by elbowing her in her breast or something. <laughs> yeah. That's true. All right, let me ask you a question then. Do you think that women should coach men no. in, in sports? Uh-uh. You weaken them that's when you weird, do. That's weird, right? Right. No, you shouldn't. Yeah, that's weird. I don't know why. They, they shouldn't. That's, that's weird. And then they got women that come in, like the dudes be in their butt naked with Johnson swinging. And she'd be like with a microphone, like, hey, how was the game? You know, I always thought that was weird. And then get mad, and then she'd go out and call it sexism if you walk around yeah, like that. Sexual harassment or right. something. Uh-huh. So that's why uh-huh. another reason they shouldn't be involved in men's sport, it should be for women only in women's sport and for males only in male sport. Yeah, I mean, you, you, that kind of makes sense, actually. So I was, I was speaking in a hypothetical, but you're kind of right. Like, yeah, if a woman, because look, just say, just say a woman made it to the NBA. And she gets elbowed in her mouth and gets her mouth bust. Everyone yeah. will be like, oh, I can't believe you elbowed her in her mouth, LeBron. Yeah. And then she'd be on and she'd be on TV talking about he abused me on the court. Yeah, he did that on purpose. Yeah. Like that was that was that wasn't a basketball play. He right. just mad because I hit that jumper in his face. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, cool. I never thought of it like that. That's a good train of thought, bro. That's a good train of thought. What is love? Love is sacrifice. What do you mean by that? So uh, the, the I believe that. So love is something, the only way to truly show love is to sacrifice. So I believe the ultimate show of love was Jesus dying for our sins. He sacrificed his life for us. I think that a woman should sacrifice for a man. That's how he shows, that's how she shows that she loves him. A, a man should sacrifice for his women and, his, and for his children. That's how he shows that he loves them. So I think the best way that we show love, we can say we love, 
But the best way to show love is to put others before yourself. That's, that's sacrifice. I know you said you've been married before. Would you ever marry a woman, if you got married again, would you ever marry a woman that would not obey you? No. Heck no. It's, <laughs> no. No. Yeah. I recommend I might that. not get married ever again. Marriage seems like a terrible contract nowadays, unless, you're, yeah. unless you get married like... You know what I mean? In a country where they got different laws, but in the, in, our, in our society, in the Western society, it seems just like a bad contract. Because as soon as it goes bad, everything is on her side. She can take things from you. She can use the law to destroy your life. It just it seems like a terrible contract. Like we, yeah. if it was a if it was like a business, right? And and we knew and we knew the risk and rewards of that business. We wouldn't sign that contract. Right. So now I think marriage is a terrible contract. It's just a yeah. bad contract. What a mess. What a mess, exactly. So I got to, I want to ask you ask you this, and then I'm going to put you on the hot seat. Um, right. What What needs to be done, done to turn blacks around, to, to renew their minds? And you kind of already said it. But what does yeah, what it take to, to make them, to, to fix the blacks? Yeah, I think they got to put God first and stop yeah. listening to, like, these Hebrew Israelites, stop listening to these nations of Islam, stop listening to uh, these... Uh, uh, what are they called? The uh, five percenters or the, the Kemet worshipers and start thinking for yourself. Put God first and then let him lead you to which way you want to go. Like if God want, if God starts a movement, it's not going to fail. You understand? Yeah. yeah. But if you start a movement, it's probably going to fail, bro, because there's cor- there's going to be corruption. There's going to be like people that are just in it to bank chicks. There's going to be people stealing money, just like the black, the black lives matter. They start stealing money. You're like buying houses. Like that's, that's a pattern. If, if you, if people do the research on all these black movements, that's a pattern. That's not the first time that's happened. Yeah. So you got to put, I think you put God first, man, and let, and let God lead you to, to do whatever, whatever it is you want to accomplish. Cause then you won't fail. God don't fail. Amazing. So I got to heat this up, this interview up and put you on the hot seat. I need you to answer these questions as quick, quickly as possible. Okay. Is America the best country on this side of heaven? Yes. Was Jesus white or black? He was brown. Should we give blacks reparations? Yes. Why is the Pope so ticked? Because he's the Pope. (laughs) Is the earth flat or round? It's ob- it's a uh, it's oblique, oval. True or false? Giving women the right to vote was a mistake. False. I asked this before, but I ask again: Is uh, who is worse, Justin Trudeau or Joe Biden? Trudeau. Is it ever is it evil for for a parent to bring in a step parent between them and their children? Yes. Uh, true or false, abortion is worse than slavery. True. Are men who have dogs alpha male or beta male? Beta males. <laughs> Did you have fun? A whole bunch of fun. Thank you so much for coming on, man. That was amazing. Tell the folks how uh, they can... Watch your stuff, watch your YouTube, or whatever you want to put out there. Right on. So my YouTube is Ministry of the Word. Um, my Instagram uh, is like Love Doray. I don't really care about that too much. Facebook, Doray Love. But just watch the videos. Watch the videos and believe in Jesus. Ministry of the Word on YouTube. 
Amazing. Did you get the title of your ministry out of Acts 6-4? I did. Amazing. Yo, how'd you know that? Look at you. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Right on. What is, uh, that's amazing, man. Well, thank you so much for coming on, and I really do wish you well. Uh, You're catching a lot. Well, it doesn't seem to be bothering you, but you get devils and demons all around you out there on the street, man. So watch your back. All right. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right. Thank you for coming. Remember, folks, that the Father State is now on Locals.com. So click the link in the video to support our work. And you can also uh, um, support the Father State by becoming a member on the channel, the YouTube channel. Thank you all for tuning in. Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, tweet, check out the merch. Amazing merch. Check it out. And uh, I appreciate your support. Take care. Thank you, man. All right. Take care, bro. All right. That was amazing.